In this life, it pays to zig when everyone else is zagging. Movement saw a stagnant marketplace for watches and accessories and changed it with their unbelievable prices on some pretty classy stuff. You know by now I love my Astro Blue watch. I wear it when I want to look good. When we do live Who Would Win shows again in 2023, I guarantee I will be wearing my Astro Blue watch. And you know what time of year it is. Get something classy for your loved ones and don't break your bank to do it. Be the good gifter with movement. During their seasonal sale, get a special discount just in time for the holidays. Join the movement today at MVMT.com. That's MVMT.com. Join the movement. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The microchip has been located. The team has been gathered. The fate of the world is on the line. Night has fallen as Dominic Toretto drives his muscle car to the scene. Clad in his bespoke white t-shirt, Dom is ready to once again heist the world to safety. Making his way through the underground bunker, Dom is surprised to find the vaults already open when he gets there. Sauntering in, the leather-clad figure of Black Widow has already begun the process of rifling through the deposit boxes to catch the same prize. Turning quickly and rolling behind cover, Black Widow calls out to the new intruder. I'm just here for the microchip. You can take anything else you want. Can't agree to that. Dom responds, and I've got one good reason. Black Widow's taken aback. What's the reason? Dom half smiles, readies his shotgun, and replies, Family. It's the spy versus the mechanic. It's the Avenger versus the most wanted. It's MCU Black Widow versus Dominic Toretto today on Who Would Win? 
And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comic book, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gabsy, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ray Stacanus Ray. Today's battle, you know, not a lot of people would ever think this battle should ever happen, but when you put these two characters together, it makes so much freaking sense. On one side, Dominic Toretto, the hero from the Fast and Furious franchise, the person who replaced two weeks prep time with as long he's got his family, right? That's his superpower versus Black Widow, the person who literally sacrificed herself to save half of the MCU universe. That's pretty impressive. So, of course, I did the patented who would win Google test, you know, involving Google, the Internet, and what have you, to see how many people have talked about this. Again, surprisingly, we're bringing you a world premiere. No one's talked about this matchup, so we're going to do it right now. Ray, give me your thoughts on today's battle. I have a confession to make. Uh I had never seen a Fast and Furious movie up until (laughs) summer of last year. And I am ashamed of myself for this. This is me bearing my soul to the who would win audience. I bought, was gifted, I should say, the first eight movies on DVD for Christmas of 2019. Watched them finally, summer of 2020, and wondered where my life had gone so wrong to have not been keeping up with this franchise over the last two decades. These are great movies, not just good, great movies, and I hope, despite the fact that the last time I repped Hobbs and Shaw, I came up on the losing side, this is the time that family takes control. And Fast and Furious gets a win on the Who Would Win show. So wait, this is what you're ashamed of. Everything else you've done up to now, no shame whatsoever. (laughs) But this, the fact that you hadn't seen the Fast and Furious movies until, what, about a year and a half ago or what have you, that brings shame to you, Race to Canis. Is that correct? No regerts, James. No regerts ever. All right, now – Unless on this. Okay, look, these movies are fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And it's an interesting time to bring these characters onto the show because we're in the middle of a lot of controversy here. Ray, you've seen it online. Two weeks ago or two episodes ago with the Kingpin versus Ancient 47. Lots of controversy on the decision. I'm not going to spoil it. Check out that episode. Download it. Watch it. Have fun with it. And then last week's episode, Iron Man versus Green Lantern. Yeah, even more controversy. This is kind of getting crazy, so I wanted to reveal to the fans, you know, if you don't mind me saying, what we do when either, Ray, you lose, you've told me about this, or when I lose. Now, Ray, when you lose, you go to the, obviously, logical choice, the closest Burger King, yell at the manager until you get kicked out and are banned for life. I thought those videos had been taken off of YouTube. And then what I do is I, um, you know, cry in the fetal position in the shower for about an hour. Why the shower? Because with the hot water, once you get out, you know, your face is all flush. You can't tell you were crying. Life hack, you're welcome. Who would win audience? But more importantly, you know, the fans seem to be the ones who are really taken aback if their character that they love and, and cherish and been following for their whole life seems to have lost a battle that they don't agree with. So, Ray, why don't we give some life advice to the fans of the show and tell them how they can deal with, you know, the fact that maybe their character lost a you know, particular battle. Look, I will tell you right now, first piece of life advice that I would give you is hashtag Ray is right. If you just believe that in your heart, that Ray is always correct in all things at all times, losing a battle on the Who Would Win show because the judge clearly made a horrific mistake, it settles the tea just a little bit easier. 
a, a lot of people who I've talked to about the Who Would Win show say, like, listen, that's cute. That's whatever. You know, don't take yourselves too seriously. My advice is actually double down on the seriousness of this. Show your outrage. Go crazy. If, you know, if Batman were to lose, I'll go insane. I'll tear stuff up. I'll, you know, I'll, I might even swear once. Once. That's how crazy I'm going to yeah, go. Yeah, but you'll right. apologize for it like nine times afterwards. I mean, that's I'll feel, the Canadian I'll, coming out. I'll feel bad. I'll feel bad because I, you know, that, that that there was no place for that. Now, speaking of rightful place, we have an amazing judge for today's episode. Uh, Ray, I know you're beyond excited. I am hyped beyond belief. So, Summer of Apex Legends <laughs> continues on the Who Would Win show. Get excited. Get excited. There you go. Making their first appearance on the Who Would Win show. It's Voice of Caustic from Apex Legends. It's Kano from Mortal Kombat 11. My personal favorite, Bane from Arkham Origins. Uh, uh, sorry, my personal favorite, Bane from Arkham Origins. It's J.B. Blanc. J.B., welcome to Who Would Win. Thank you. I'm J.B. Blanc, and I'm wondering what the hell I'm doing here. Uh, <laughs> we get that a lot. <laughs> we get that a lot. How uh, did this, this happen? Maybe, well, uh, we heard that you needed a career highlight because oh, you God. haven't clearly done enough. So we said, oh, who would win? Guys, this is this thanks. is it. And Thank you're welcome, you. by the way. Thank you. I you know, appreciate it. JB, listen, you know, we, we check out. We're, we've been fans of yours. It turns out I'm a massive fan on the animation side. You're my personal favorite, Alfred, as I mentioned before the show started. And your interpretation, I don't know what the right way, the way you brought Alfred to life, that particular interpretation of Alfred, was legendary, was magnificent. I'm sorry that season of, of where the Batman only lasted one season. That's ridiculous to me. But you were fantastic with it. I'm also a huge fan of yours. You know, you were Titus from Guardians of the Galaxy. Ray, of course, you know, as a fan of your 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 work with uh, video games, if you had to pick video games versus animation, which is your preferred platform or artistic style? What would you prefer to do? God, I, I love I love performing in animation because it's it's so fun. And animated characters are often like bipolar children. They can just change from emotion to emotion in five seconds flat. And so that's always very fast and furious. There's also some seriously ridiculous legendary talent in animation. And just being in the rooms with those guys is, is pretty spectacular. But uh, I direct a lot of games now. So games have kind of become more, and now on the directorial side, that's become a much more sort of intriguing, you know, plot for me to pursue. So uh, it's a balance, but I'd say probably on balance, the games now have sort of taken the lead. Interesting, interesting. Okay, I can see that. So let me ask you this. Again, lots of actors, voice actors specifically, come on the show and say, oh, I've got some great stuff we're working on. I can't tell you about any uh -huh. of that. What are some of, the, what are some of the great things that you're working on that our audience can consume that you can talk about? That does make it rather tricky. I am directing a giant franchise that will come out before the end of this year that I've directed all the performance capture and the voiceover for, and I can't talk about it. Uh, but I also Great. direct all of Blizzard stuff, so I direct uh, Overwatch and Heroes of the Storm and Hearthstone and World of Warcraft and, and uh, Diablo. We're going to be starting on Diablo 4 very soon. I direct Fortnite, and then uh, Apex Legends is ongoing and, and continuously developing and continuously kind of confusing us with stories and plots and, and intrigue and, and who's uh, you know related to who, and so all that's coming up as well. And then I start shooting on Season 3 of Barry very soon, which I'm, oh, I'm yes. very, very excited about. I cropped up in the end of season two with, uh, and just basically walked on screen and grinned. But I'm hoping there's more character development for season three. So we'll, we're, I love working with that team. They're a great bunch of people. And so I'm very excited about that. It was a powerful grin, by the way. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah. I, I think the gold tooth set it off. Absolutely, Bill Hader's absolutely. idea. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> so how, how familiar are you with Dominic Toretto from The Fast and Furious and Black Widow from the MCU? I happen to be the world's leading expert on monosyllabalism. And so I'm a huge Vin Diesel fan. 
That's, wow. That's, um, that's me covering for saying very little. I, I, I outclass Ray in the fact that I, I have never seen a Fast and Furious film, but I have just done a, I've done a bit of sneaky brushing up recently uh, when I knew I was going to be doing this. And I've obviously seen The Avengers, and I'm a little familiar with, with, uh, with Black Widow and her, her sacrifice and, uh, and her skills. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a dabbler rather than an immerser, shall we say. What I appreciate, JB, about having you on the show is I really feel like you're classing the joint up. <laughs> It's and 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 maybe that's my mistake. Listen, man, I just put the uh, the accent on to just sound more more intelligent than I actually am. I don't sound like that at all. I'm actually from Ohio, and uh, <laughs> and so it's just it's trying. To, I just try to sound smarter, man. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, I'm with these intellectual powerhouses here. I can't compete with that. Well, I mean, I'm not going to deny that on any level. <laughs> yes, that's, that is a frequently said thing. Yeah, I know it's clear. Uh, it's clear. It's, it's something that no one has said ever. Yeah, yeah, it's clear. It's obvious yeah. to anyone. They don't need to say it. It's so true no. that anyone needs to say it. With that said, it's about that time. Ray, <laughs> let's get this match started. Please do us the honors and announce today's matchup. I'm scared. Representing the MCU, the assassin you gotta keep a GPU tracker on because she just keeps roaming off, <laughs> Black Widow. Wow. And <sighs> representing the Fast and Furious franchise, the racer who might use nitrous, but his cars always run on diesel. Dom Toretto. Wow. This is usually where I say, well done, Ray. You should say it twice this time. Well, well done, Ray. Well done, well done. Uh, now, before we go any further, let's go over the official rules for who would win match. Now, rule number one, each debater will make three points. Rule number two, the who would win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge of the opponent or time to prepare for the fight. Rule number three, the debater must stay within the confines of the character's personality, and the exact version of that character has to be specifically stated. Look, in you, most of these matches, you have, hey, I'm going to rep Superman. We got to tell us, is it the animated version? Is it the comic book version? It's a film. I'm pretty sure there's only one version of uh, Dominic Toretta and obviously the MCU version of Black Widow, unless I'm wrong on this one, Ray. Actually, I'm going to be using the manga version of Dom Toretto. No, of course, I'm using the one from the movies, Fast and Furious, one through F9. And I am very, (laughs) very, I I couldn't be more excited to do this. I'll be using the uh, Nick Jr. version of uh, Black Widow from the MCU. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, it's a very family. Is it called called F9 because it's like, F, there's nine of them? I believe that is the idea. Yes. No one can believe it. We're just encapsulating their shock. F9, now in space. Correct. Yeah, that's that's, because where else are you going to go? Interdimensional F10. Uh, Rule number four. That's what that's rule number four. Debaters may only use examples of skills, powers, or weapons that are a long-established part of the character's continuity. Feats from non-canon crossovers are allowed, but will be given less weight. Rule number five, the winner of the debate is whoever the judge decides has the best case for defeating their opponent by death, submission, or battlefield removal. Rule number six, the judge is the final arbiter and can disallow or veto any point they feel violates these rules or established logic. And before we get started, don't forget to visit the official Hoodwin store. Get your official Hoodwin t-shirts. Look, look at this. Your mugs, your merchandise by going to hoodwinshow.com and clicking on the merch section. Remember to keep an eye out for new merch all the time. We have a new sponsor for Who Would Win, and I think y'all might enjoy this one. It is Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that taps into everything we all love about Marvel Comics. You get to pick a squad of your favorite Marvel heroes you know, and villains, let's keep it real, and team them up to fight big bads like Doctor Doom and, of course, save the universe. 
Your goal in Marvel Strike Force is to power up your characters and compete PvP against other players in multiple different modes. And you know I'm not telling you all about this empty-handed, because if you're a new user and sign up with our promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, you're going to get hooked up with all kinds of free stuff to get you started the right way. Let's face facts. You love Marvel, you love gaming, and you got a phone. So take a sec and check out Marvel Strike Force using the link in the description of this episode, ideally, and use our promo code MAXPOOL and get the whole Who Would Win show hookup. Thanks again to Marvel Strike Force, and thanks to me for this great read. Good job, me. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Look, as guys, so much of our personal identity is wrapped up in our hair. From how it feels after getting a great haircut to the way we style it before going out. And that's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Thankfully, now there's Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. And in the olden days of yore, you had to go to a doctor to get a prescription. But now, with Keeps... You can do all that online and get the hair loss medication delivered right to your front door every three months. No more waiting at the doctor's office. No more waiting at the pharmacy. So find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and why more than 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at, wow, just $10 a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. Look, there's only two FDA-approved products out there to combat hair loss. Heck, you might have even tried them before, but you've never tried them with this convenience and at this price. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash win to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash win. And now let's get to the tale of the tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details on Dominic Toretto. Dominic Dom Toretto is the leader of a group of street racers in the Fast and Furious movie franchise. He's portrayed by Vin Diesel and was created by Gary Scott Thompson, Eric Bergquist, and David Iyer. Dom first appeared in the film The Fast and the Furious in 2001. Originally an auto mechanic and underground street racer, Dom's on-screen journey has shown him progress onto international multi-million dollar heists covert espionage for secretive government agencies to saving the world multiple times from global threats. Through it all, Dom is strong, courageous, and always puts his family above all else. Fun fact, Dominic Toretto makes a surprise cameo appearance at the end of the Fast and the Furious 3 Tokyo Drift, which he's not otherwise in that movie. Tokyo Drift is a separate story with totally different characters than the first two movies, although most of those characters were later integrated to the mainline franchise in later films. But originally, Vin Diesel wasn't planning on doing this essential tie-in cameo, 
but did eventually agree upon condition that they give up the rights of the character Riddick to Diesel's production company, which they did to get the cameo done. That makes that small little cameo scene important to the future of two different film franchises. Way to go, Vin Diesel. That is Dominic Toretto. You know, that's interesting. Who would win, Dominic Toretto or Riddick? That's, it's pretty clear it's the, it's the fans, right? Am I, yeah, am I mistaken? We, we actually talked about doing that battle at some point in the future, but this one made too much sense right now. <laughs> Maybe we'll take a look at Riddick in the future. That sounds good. All right, well done right now. Here are the details for Black Widow. Black Widow was created by the team of Stanley, Don Rico, and Don Heck, and first appeared in Tales of Suspense, issue number 52, back in 1964. Born Natalia Romanova in 1928, Black Widow experienced her parents dying in a house fire when she was a child during an attack on Stalingrad. Luckily, she was saved by a Soviet soldier named Ivan and taken to an orphanage for young girls where she was inducted into the Red Room, a place where she got training as an assassin and was biologically enhanced. Natasha eventually graduated from the Red Room and did a large number of missions for the USSR. Eventually, she was sent to the United States to take down Iron Man. Seeing the error of her ways, she later defected became an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well as a member of the Avengers. And here's an interesting fact about Black Widow. Did you know that Scarlett Johansson had three stunt doubles for a role as Black Widow in the MCU film uh, Avengers Age of Ultron? It's true. The production of that movie was complicated by the fact that Scarlett Johansson found out she was pregnant shortly before filming began. However, director Joss Whedon stated that they would find a way to make it work which meant that Johansson's face was grafted onto the bodies of three stunt doubles in post-production. Thanks to some movie magic, her baby bump was never in sight during the film. Her stunt doubles were so convincing, in fact, that Chris Evans joked a lot about always thinking that he was seeing the you know Scarlett Johansson on set because she had several what he called doppelgangers walking around at all times. Now you have the facts on both opponents. JB, JB Blanc, do you have any questions before we get started? I don't think so. I don't think so. Now, I do have a question. Yeah, help me out. That that biography for Black Widow you just gave was the comic book version, not the MCU version. Am I not correct? Because the one from the MCU was not born in 1928 and also is not not enhanced. Am I incorrect here? Are you trying to lie right out the gate, you lying liar who lies? Listen, here's the deal. I don't want to give any spoilers because, you know, Black Widow, the movie, is coming out shortly, uh, or is already out, I should say. I don't want to give any spoilers. You're not going to use that movie in this thing so people can listen to this episode without uh, necessarily ruining anything. Am I correct in that? You're not my dad. I'll tell the audience. Yeah, that's actually correct, Ray. That's exactly what's happening. We're not giving, I'm not giving any details. So this is pre-Black Widow you know, film. What I had to do is kind of find out what's happening. You know, part there, according to Marvel Wiki, some say she was born in 1984. Others say, no, she's got a mysterious past. And that's just what they say on her birth certificate or what have you. So I okay. kind of used a, uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, just to do the intro of the okay. character. I just want to make sure intrigue. you're representing correctly to JB. I don't want anyone to think you're trying to pull the eyes over such a prestigious judge I, I'm trying to pull the eyes he, over he means pull the sheep over my eyes yeah you know there's some wool that works on <laughs> eyes when you do that too that's all fair Ray alright now with all that being said go ahead and hit us with your point number one Point number one for Dominic Toretto. Let's just talk about his fighting style and how ridiculously strong and bold Dominic is. Because we've seen him we've seen him do all number of crazy physical things during fights in the Fast and Furious movies. Things I've just personally watched because I did a rewatch of almost all of the movies just in order to do this. You're welcome, America and the world. But I've seen him block a crowbar with his arm. 
All he had to do was a guy attacked him with a crowbar, went to swig it. He just put his arm up like he was a Mortal Kombat character and just blocked it and took no damage from it whatsoever. The thing you're going to find in fights with Dom is that he really doesn't take any damage. He doesn't necessarily show a whole heck of a lot of technique, but he overpowers and bludgeons everybody he goes against time and time and time again. In fact, one time we saw him in a fight with, uh, I believe, Owen Shaw, uh, and he he was shattering brick pillars just by punching them. If you can punch a piece of wall and the piece of wall just disintegrates and goes away, we're not talking about a normal human being here. I was asking about, is Black Widow enhanced? Because I'm not convinced Dominic Toretto is not an enhanced character because of some of the ridiculous strength feats that we've seen him do. Heck, we saw him in Fast and Furious 7, I believe it is, lift an entire car, the entire front half, he just grabbed it underneath and held it up in the air for like two minutes. So that way, Brian, his his family, could get in there and try to like see what was going on underneath it to try to pull like the microchip or whatever out of it. Look, this is a guy who was hanging through a pair of handcuffs, just hanging in the air while he was being interrogated. And what did he do? He didn't just hang there. He literally ripped the handcuffs in half. He pulled the handcuffs apart, dropped down, and started pounding on everybody. Heck, we all know about the character Luke Hobbs, as played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, in maybe the biggest physical character you're ever going to see in a movie until F9 with John Cena came out, playing his brother Jacob. Spoiler alert, you already knew that. The thing is, when you fight The Rock in a movie, you probably don't have a chance. Unless your name is Dominic Toretto. He beat Hobbs twice in one of the Fast and Furious movies, including knocking him so hard he knocked The Rock through a wall. And let's face it, it's going to be hard enough to do that in real life. But The Rock's movie persona hitting him through a wall, that is outrageous and ridiculous. Heck, We've seen him also get restrained a lot. Now, in the new ep- the new movie, F9, he shows Ben a flashback. As a teenager, he beat a man to death with a wrench, something mentioned in the very first Fast and Furious movie. We get to cut back to that flashback of him doing it. He not only beat a man to death with a wrench, he did it as a teenager with a grown adult pulling him back as he was doing it. That's how ridiculously strong he is. He could still pull that done. And speaking of which, in F9, there's an amazing moment when he fights 20 trained, like, I don't know, mercenaries. And you think 20 guys, that's cool. He has a big dojo. He has a big open area. No, he fought 20 guys on a catwalk. And beat all of them. And when it came down to it, he, he needed to pull them all so they would not chase after his family. Very important. So there were two giant chains holding the entire structure up. While two men were restraining him, he pulled both chains down, bringing down the entirety of the catwalk structure, himself included. And by the way, he ended up being completely fine at the end of this. The last things I want to talk about from a couple other movies, he beat a character named Owen Shaw, who's uh, Jason Statham's character's brother. He beat the main villain, uh, he just beat him up straight out, then turned around and picked up a seven-foot-tall monster of a man, lifted him straight up in the air, so that way The Rock, who he's now teaming with, could give him a flying clothesline. So it was basically some sort of like weird heart foundation wrestling move. And you got to love anybody who can just grab a seven foot tall man. What don't want to be lifted and just pick him up in the air and ragdoll him. Not just that he beat Tormund from game of Thrones. I didn't even bother to look up what his character's name is. That was Tormund from game of Thrones. Who is a much larger man than Vin Diesel. If that's even possible, he picked him up. He picked him up, up in the air, 
and essentially did what The Undertaker, I'm going to keep doing wrestling references, he held him up in the air by his throat, and there was nothing Tormund, the bigger man, could do about it, then turned, flipped him over his shoulder, landed on the hood of a car, and one-punched him to death. One punch killed Torment. You can't just do that unless you are super enhanced strength. And that is my point number one. This is all interesting stuff. You know, I got to admit that I also have not seen any of the uh, Fast and Furious movies. I thought I'd just throw that out there right now. I know, but I've seen lots of YouTube videos Mm. that showcase cats and uh, pets and, you know, doing funny things. And some of them had. And some had stuff about Fast and Furious. I do, did, I do, did check that out. I've actually got friends of mine who uh, did stunts on a number of the Fast and Furious movies. And one thing they said was that they do believe certain characters, if you brought them into this world, right? Take that character, put them in this world, they would register as low-level but still superhuman. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah. So, I'm going to actually agree with that point as weird as that is. <laughs> Secondly, that's the wrong wrestling reference. We all know which tag team picks someone up and had someone up go to the top rope and clothesline them. It's the Road Warriors, Ray. Well, Legion of Doom, Road Warriors. The thing is, he didn't put him up on his shoulders, so I didn't quite feel right making that reference. That's fair. That's fair. The one thing that's interesting about Dominic and his fighting style is that you're right. He kind of tanks a lot of stuff, and you know he puts his body on the line. A lot, right? Because he's, 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 you know, he tanks stuff because he is a tank. That's what he does, right? He just goes through people and he's got one direction he's going to go at. And if he has to take five hits to get to that person, he'll do it. I mean, that is an impressive character overall. So good point number one. Lots of great stuff. Uh, we get it. Enhancements. Uh, let us go. Let me go to my point number one. And I'm just going to kind of talk about, you know, Black Widow and what she brings to the table. Because you're right. We don't know exactly yet if there is a superhuman component to her. I kind of think there is. But let's just kind of break her down. You'll see what she's capable of doing. You know, and again, Don McTrial, he's kind of put together and and put on screen as a, as a superhero light, superhero sort of. But there's no denying Black Widow is a definite superhero. So let's go over background. She's received at least 10, 15, possibly even 20 years or more of training from both Russia and uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., that agency, the government agency. Uh, again, decades. as a lot has been going into her. She's listed as one of the best fighters in the world, according to the official Marvel Cinematic Wiki. Let me just tell you what she's done. She's mastered combat, sambo, taekwondo, krav maga, hapkido, wrestling, multiple styles of kung fu, and kali stick fighting, one of my favorite styles of all time. She's also a master of using improvised weapons, where she can pick up anything and use it. And one of her specialties is actually taking on someone with a weapon, taking that weapon away from them, and then using it on them and whoever else she's fighting against. Uh, she did that against a character named Proxima Midnight. That's one of uh, Thanos' like, lieutenants that she encountered at the beginning of Avengers uh, Infinity War. She's also a master acrobat, which makes it really hard to hit her. She is very difficult to hit as she, if she's moving around, and because she's an acrobat, she uses a lot of agility to kind of add more, more momentum into her strike. So she'll hit you with a knee, but she'll fly from the air and hit you with that knee as opposed to just like stand there and hit you with that knee. Uh, she has a super high intellect. She's actually listed as a genius-level tactician. In one fight in Captain America Civil War, where she's in a car with uh, Captain America Falcon and, uh, yeah, just those three, she sees the Winter Soldier come over and predicts who he's going to be shooting at first and then figures out the strategy of how to get everyone out of the way based off who she determines she will shoot first. She does that all the time to get people to minimize damage having occurred to them and to get closer to their opponent and take them out. Here's where things get really interesting, though. Black Widow is a killer. 
killer. She's a stone cold killer. She can easily incapacitate someone, right? Knock them out, do whatever she's going to do. But she also will kill someone, compartmentalize that emotional turmoil, if there is any, somewhere back in her head and say, yeah, that's a tomorrow problem. I'm taking this person out right now and I'll have no problem doing it. Dominic Toretta, he's many things. He doesn't actually like killing, right? He'd probably rather avoid killing if he could, unless he had something personal against that person, but he'd rather take them out, maybe knock them out, restrain them, prove his dominance, as opposed to kill him. Whereas Black Widow's like, whatever I got to do to get the job done, that's what I'm going to do. Black Widow's about, I need to accomplish my objectives, like, you know, a cold killer. Dominic Toretto's like, I need to send a message to show my emotional, tur- my emotional turmoil and how crazy everything is right now. Overall, Black Widow's a very different person than Dominic Toretto. That's my point number one. I think you, actually, you made some good points there. Look, I, one thing that uh, she has going for her that Dominic does not is this kind of martial arts combat training. Because near as I can tell, nobody trained Dom whatsoever, but that doesn't stop him from winning all of these fights over and over again. I will push back on the, the whole killer angle, because yes, she's a spy, she's an assassin, that is known. But as the Avengers movies and as the MCU progressed forward, she really didn't kill a whole heck of a lot. You know, I seem to remember that scene where she was tied to the chair and she beats up all those guys who were interrogating her in in the one Marvel movie. And she didn't really kill any of those people, even though she easily could right there. So I think it's this kind of thing where she tries not to kill because I think that Captain America influence is paying off just a little bit. So I see both these characters as both, I'll try not to kill, but if it has to happen, it's going to happen because Dom in F9 was throwing dudes off this catwalk in this 20v1 fight over and over and over again. Now, the one other thing I want to mention is watching every single Black Widow MCU fight as I have to prepare for this battle. She she does very, very well against sort of mercenaries, low-level foes, doesn't do as well when faced with a stronger, super-powered type opponent. I'm glad you said you agree that Dom is super-powered for my point number one, because some of the characters that she's really struggled against, like Crossbones, Bucky the Winter Soldier, let's face it, the Hulk, not going to go quite that far, but she did. She wasn't want any piece of that, and Proxima Midnight, the, uh, the Thanos Herald, as you said before. These are characters she really had a hard time with over the course really needed help from the Dora Milaje, etc., in order to bring some of these characters down. So when she's fighting somebody on her level or not trained or not, you know, strong or durable, she pretty much can clean through them no matter what. But when fighting somebody stronger and tougher like a Dom Toretto is, I have seen her struggle in those fights to get over. Oh, I'm going to push back hard on all of that in my upcoming points because, there's, you know, listen, again, there's levels and then there's levels. And But again, I'll get into this later. Let's go to our judge. J.B. Blanc, you've heard point number one from both Ray and myself. Where's your head at right now? Who do you think is kind of starting to pull ahead? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? I think that the problem with, with good old Dom is that he creeps towards, dare I say it, one-dimensionality. If the argument is just brute force, that's a very singular path. And uh, Black Widow certainly seems to have more range going for her in terms of her skill sets uh, and her intellect, dare I say it. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of gearing towards that, that. I'm nudging towards, at the moment, Black Widow, just because of the sheer... You know, I mean, I, I, when I look at Dom, I think, where's the nuance? Where's the sensitivity? Where's the humanity? Is it a skill set to be able to run through a wall? I don't know, you know? I mean, it's certainly a handy tool, but... Does it qualify as a skill? You look at her range of training and the, everything she's gone through. It's a pretty impressive resume. 
JB, I would push back on that only slightly just to say this isn't who would give us a Shakespearean soliloquy. <laughs> this is who would win in a fight. <laughs> well, in a I, fight, I agree, yes. All right, but I've got to look at all the options, right? It's fair. That's true. I'd also push back. I do believe putting someone through a wall is a skill. Don't ask why, but I've, I've uh, perfected that skill. Fantastic. All right. So I'm not going to ask any further on that one. Thank you. It's all good. Moving I, on. I got, they, they got what was coming to them. Now, yeah. let's, let's go ahead and hit, hit us with your point number two, please. Point number two for Dominic Toretto. Let's just talk about the insane level of durability he has. Because while Black Widow is trained and she does a lot of wonderful combat maneuvers, what is going to happen when she tries to put these maneuvers on Dom? The answer is not a whole heck of a lot. Because near as I can tell... Dominic Toretto doesn't feel any pain whatsoever at any time. You definitely cannot say the same thing about Black Widow, who definitely feels it every single time that she is hit. Some of the moments I want to bring up right now is the fact that Dom was shot by Letty, his, his future or current wife, current wife at the time, but she was amnesiaized at the time. She had amnesia. And she shot him right in the shoulder, and he barely flinched. He took a half step backwards, didn't show any pain whatsoever, and then sort of looked at her sideways like, why did you shoot me just now? Then he went back to his apartment and with no help at all, removed the bullet himself without making even a squeal, without even making a grimace. This guy is cut from a different cloth. There's a moment in Fast 8 where he's driving a car in a race, and for some reason, he has this bum car that he was able to hook up because he wasn't have one of his standard muscle cars going against a muscle car. Well, this car was on its last legs as they're doing the race, and as they're pulling down the final stretch, the car was on fire. The engine caught fire as he was driving it, so Dom is driving in a blazing inferno to the point where he had to turn the car and finish the race backwards in reverse <laughs> just so he could see where he was going. This fire did not affect Dom in any conceivable way whatsoever. This is a character that we've seen fall from great heights over and over and over again. He fell well over a thousand feet off of the side of a bridge, fell down into the water down below, not a scratch on him. We've seen him fall off of buildings and have absolutely no problem at all. Heck, in the new movie F9, I mentioned before, he fell down this long, deep shaft with all these catwalks on it when he yanked them down with the chains. And he survived that encounter with barely a scratch on him as well. Heck, when the, in, in, in one of the Fast and Furious movies, Deckard Shaw, played by Jason Statham and him, were in a tunnel, driving head-to-head, -head, right at each other, playing a game of chicken at insanely high speeds. And Deckard Shaw's vehicle was reinforced to take that, but Dom's was not. What happens? At a very high rate of speed, they crash into each other head-to-head, -head, and both of them just get out and start walking towards each other <laughs> With no problem whatsoever. This is a guy who could take every possible level of abuse and not feel it. I have a theory, and that's that he shares a bloodline, talking about family, with Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. Because if you watch the way Jason in the Friday the 13th movies fights, it's almost identical to the way Dom Toretto fights in Fast and Furious. He walks up to the person. He doesn't necessarily want to take a hit, but he will. He's taken bullets and not, in, not even flinched before. He's taken punches and just turned. And he'll have like a little trickle of blood on the side of his face, but no other damage. Nothing appreciable. Nothing that would knock him out of the combat. He's been in like a million car wrecks. He's fallen off the side of a mountain. He's blown through the front of an airplane. He's blown through a, almost a submarine that was exploding in a car. 
And not a single time has he really suffered any damage at all. He just got a little bit angry. And the last thing I want to mention here is there is a great moment that I could pull from where Luke Hobbs is played by The Rock, great wrestler, great tactical wrestler. He was able to put him in what we would call an arm bar. So he had his arm twisted all the wrong directions and had Dom with his Rock's larger frame, Hobbs's larger frame, pushed down onto a car. These are the kind of moves that Black Widow is going to try to do because she's all about pressure points. She jumps on people a lot. She really puts herself in danger a lot with a lot of the ways that she jumps and spins and, and puts herself out there in these fights. Well, when, when Luke Hobbs had Vin Diesel's Dom Toretto pinned down with an armbar, all Dom did was just push himself and stand back up even though his arm was being wrenched out of its socket, again, showing no pain, and was able to continue onwards despite the fact that his arm should have been broken in three places. It wasn't. So how is Black Widow possibly, possibly going to hurt Dom Toretto doing what she does? And the answer is not at all. And that's my point number two. Oh, Ray, Ray, Ray Stacanus, you are adorable. Let me ask you a couple of questions. First of all, you brought up this really cool word, if that is a word, amnesiaized, yes. if I'm not mistaken. If you were a character in a movie who's been suffering from amnesia, I believe the technical term is you have been amnesiaized. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll verify. This is why we need a fact checker, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, we'll check that out later. By the I way, can, you I said can smell that- something, and I think it comes out of the back end of a horse. <laughs> but go on. Ray's got a specific diet. Don't make fun of it. You so, turn the microwave off, Ray. It's done. That's right. <laughs> so, oh, it's been the running the whole time. Hold on a sec. <laughs> yeah. So, Ray, you talked about a uh, you know that when uh, Dom- Dominic Toretto got shot in the shoulder, you know, and after a while he went back to his place and removed the shoulder without making a squeal. Um, they actually removed the bullet, James, not the entire shoulder. That would have been a different movie. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so what kind of squeal should a normal person make when taking out a bullet? Can you? Can you do that for us? We'll record you at the end of this battle when I win, and that'll be what it sounds like. Wow, a cheer for joy? Saying, yeah, that's right. Okay, didn't know that to was To be fair, squeal. Dom probably would cheer for joy. That's yeah. probably, probably. He is that kind of guy. I remember that uh, scene you're talking about, by the way, uh, from that YouTube video, where he's driving with his car on fire. I'm not saying he was in pain, because I don't think the fire had hit him yet, but he was definitely concerned that his car was on fire. If someone's that durable, not worried, you wouldn't be concerned that your car's on fire. James, he was really he, trying to get out of that car, by the way. He was only concerned that he was going to lose the race. His Literally, the flames were coming through the brake pedal at that point. Like, the, But the only concern was, I can't lose this race. And did he lose this race? No, sir, he did not. Sure, but to that point, I'm pretty sure he was also like, I can't lose this race. By the way, I'm pretty concerned about the fire happening. I mean, he All jumped good. out of the car before it could explode, but which of us wouldn't? I mean, depends what's in the car. Okay, now you're correct. So the other question I have is, you know, uh, I'm going to push back on the Jason Voorhees thing because it's an interesting theory. But I do remember uh, one of the fights he had with Shaw where the building comes down. They're both on the top of the parking area. The building comes down. Great. And they find him and he's out and they have to perform CPR on him, if I'm not mistaken. He's got blood coming down. A trickle of blood, mind you, from his head. He kind of wakes up. He's like, "Eh, you know, family, whatever. You know, he didn't really pop back up and kind of get into action like Jason Voorhees would. He's got some limitations. Now, by the way, yes, there's high yes, thresholds. Yes. Look, but- James, if Black Widow drops an entire three-story parking structure on him, I'm willing to say she will win this Who Would Win fight. Not something I've seen her do, not something I worried about, and not only that, the CPR they gave him was weak as all get-out to the point they, they made Brian stop doing it, and then like a minute later, he just woke up naturally. If that's not Jason Voorhees, I don't know what is. 
Jason Voorhees, though, doesn't wake up and kind of like, hey, what's going on? Hey, you know, family. Like he's, well, he's he, kind does, of, he gets he, back in action pretty quick. He doesn't I'm, speak, but he does worry about his family a lot. We're, we're arguing semantics here. Uh, let me get to my point number two, and this is going to become very, very clear of why Black Widow is going to win this. Let's talk about Black Widow's tech, if you will. So she's, uh, you know, got some really cool accoutrement, for lack of a better term, that she uses very, very well at a mastery level. So first of all, let's talk about the Black Widow's bite, and that's the electric blast or pulse of energy that she shoots from two wristbands that she has. They're super, super powerful. They are upgraded a number of times by Stark Tech, evidently, according to the Marvel Wiki. They can take out super-powered humans. They've taken out aliens, you know, the Chitori, that's that alien race that came down in the first Avengers movie. They were superhuman. She was taking them out with one blast very easily. And they're even strong enough. This is actually really cool. She had to slow down Black Panther. She didn't want to hurt Black Panther, but she's slowing him down. And Black Panther was feeling it through his suit, which a lot of it was made of vibranium, if I'm not mistaken. That's really impressive if your energy blast can go through vibranium. She's got two electrified batons. Remember in point number one, I talked about how she likes to do Kali. It's a Filipino uh, weapon style, which, uh, again, love that style. It's awesome. She does that with these two electrified batons. They hit someone with a huge electrical uh, power surge, and they were strong enough to take out Ultron, who's this, you know, the robotic, the, the computerized ba- evil person from Age of Ultron, oddly enough. And he had an army of other Ultrons doing his bidding, trying to take over the world or what have you. She's taking them out with like swings from her electrified batons while she's not getting hit. As great as Dominic Toretto is, I'm pretty sure he's not this robotic Ultron super-powered robot coming after him trying to take over the world. Let's see. On top of all that, she's got pepper spray, which, by the way, would affect Dominic's eyes. I'm not saying he wouldn't be able to just kind of tank it. It would definitely distract him for at least a second. Here's my favorite one. She's got these taser discs, these tiny little things that she can throw with great accuracy and launch and get they stick to people's bodies, and it's like a taser, right? The other thing she can do with them, she's very, very versatile. She can throw two on the ground and create like a tripwire. So when someone's chasing after her, she throws them on the ground, they run through them, they get tased by this huge pulse of energy. She's got that. She's taken out tons of people with that. Hawkeye did that, used those same tasers, by the way, to slow down and trap Vision, a super, super powerful being from the MCU. And she, again, she's mastered all this kind of stuff. This one's kind of horrible. She's got a, a garot, which is like a, a very super strong wire she uses to strangle people, which is great in the MCU and Disney, what have you. She's an expert at that as well. Pretty sure Dom can get strangled. I think I've seen that as well. And last but not least, there's a small little thing she has as well, two little things. Uh, She's got two sidearms, two pistols. Now, they're either Glocks or another type of powerful pistol, but she's got two of them on her at all times. By the way, fun fact, she's a master march person. She prides herself on being able to take out people like headshots, one after the other at close range very, very quickly. Pretty sure as strong as Dom is, you know, taking a shot to the shoulder and not squealing. I mean, when you take the bullet out, that's awesome. Headshots from a a Glock or dual Glocks, pretty sure that's going to do something pretty bad to Dominic. Let's see, you know, Dominic really, you know, when I look at him, He's the ultimate brawler. You've already said this, Ray. Uh, I really like the character a lot, but he doesn't have the gadgets on him that Black Widow does. He doesn't have the expertise in using them. He doesn't have that much of a defense uh, against all of this stuff. He has used improvised weapons, kind of, but they're more like how a brawler would use them as opposed to a tactician or an expert or an assassin. And all of this is great. You know, from Fast and Furious, we're talking about someone from the MCU who is the elite assassin, one of the top fighters from the MCU, as stated by the MCU, who is now armed with advanced tech that takes people out and dual glocks that is something pretty significant add that all together and that causes major problems for uh, dominic toretto that's my point number two 
Again, you're saying some good stuff. She has some good weapons that S.H.I.E.L.D. has given to her, for example, that she's been using. I would absolutely argue, though, that as far as facing highly trained government agents or highly trained assassins, he's gone toe-to-toe with Deckard Shaw, Jason Statham, who also brings that type of arsenal to the table. The Rock, Luke Hobbs, he's fought him as a much larger character than Black Widow, and, and he also brings those type of things. But Dom himself always is armed as well. He constantly carries a sidearm or a shotgun We've seen him many, many times, and he also is a very excellent shot. Now, when he fights in these fights, and the way I would expect a Black Widow versus Dom Toretto fight to go is, both of them probably will start with those weapons. However, they're not going to get enough hits in because they're both very good at getting out of the way. Over the course of 10 movies, uh, 10 movies in a franchise, I believe Dom's only been shot twice which is flat out ridiculous for the number of people and times people have been shooting at him. And one of those two times he got shot, his back was turned and he wasn't expecting it. The other time was the fact that his wife shot him and because he basically just let her because he was in shock that, you know, she was there because she was alive. So not a great track record of Dom getting shot, less of a good track record of Dom getting shot and it meaning anything at all. Fair. They've both been shot, right? Black Widow was shot once by Winter Soldier, who is a cybernetically enhanced super soldier. And Dom was shot by his um, wife. All right. So, you know, same thing. Now, what, same can thing. I add one more thing here? Because I want to bring a thing. Because you talked about the Ultron moment when she was fighting all the different Ultrons with the little sticks. And, and I believe, have you ever heard of something called the conservation of ninjutsu? It's a theory. It's a trope. And that theory, it's, it's also known as multiple ninja theory, which is the more ninjas you have in an environment, the less powerful they become and that they become fodder for the heroes at any given time. Now, I would lean on this theory in the Ultron example just a little bit because there were so many Ultrons, each one clearly had less power, thus making them easier for a character like Black Widow to overcome. Kind of similar to like when uh, Dominic was facing the 20 people on the catwalk, right? They couldn't be as good as they were because they were on a catwalk and they got in the way. Sure, I, I see your point, you know, that you brought up. I totally make sense. Not the same thing at all, but, <laughs> but go with your point. <laughs> cool. All right. Listen, J.B. Blanc, you've heard two points from Ray. You've heard two points from me. We're now at the turning point. This is where you have to tell us, in your opinion, which of these two combatants is ahead in this matchup, and what the other side has to do to pull out a win. All righty. Well, I've got to say, it's it's nothing short of an, an outrageous pleasure to hear you both pontificate blindly on these subjects. It's just beautiful. It's beautiful to listen to. I'm concerned. I'm concerned with Ray's argument because it seems to be going constantly down the same path. Hmm. It is strength and blunt trauma, and what else? There's there's nothing. There's not really much else to it. So. So the the, 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 the fact that that, uh, that, uh, that, that that Black Widow has this multidimensional these multidimensional aspects, I've got to you know I've always been a fan of intellect over brawn slightly, and I think I think she can probably outwit him and outsmart him. And at the moment, I, I feel I need more from Ray to show me that just plain old blunt force and he can't be hurt. I need more. I need more. I think. Wow. Okay. So Ray, you know you've got a tank. A very strong tank that can take a lot of damage in the form of Dominic Toretta. Having done this with this dance with you for now years, I have a funny feeling you have something that may yeah, appeal to JB. I'm a little bit. 
confused by what JB is saying because if you have a tank and you have a man with a pea shooter, the fact that the man and the pea shooter can run around and shoot the peas at the tank from all angles really doesn't matter at the end of the day, JB. I think the you're tank being, is you, more powerful. I think to, to say the Black Widow has a pea shooter is absolutely outrageous, <laughs> and I will stand on that till the day I die. A pea shooter, really, sir? Sir, it's just a it's a comparison for this match, JB. I see. So false gun is what you're saying. Yeah. But by by the way, Ray, congratulations on the first time being called sir. Oh, interesting. This is pretty cool. I, this I is a nice. You got to celebrate the small victories. To be JB. fair, it was ironic. It was. <laughs> hey, I'll still take it. Hey, ironic victories are still victories. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. I've been doing that lie all my life. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right, Ray. Go ahead. Use your mastery of debate to regale us with how you think you're going to win this matchup with your point number three. Point number three for Dom Toretto. Now, I'm going to talk about the fact that Black Widow as a character generally has to obey the laws of physics when she fights, but Dom Toretto clearly does not because he is a super-powered character, whereas Black Widow is just somebody who works out a lot and knows a couple of leg holds, okay? And that's the difference between these two. Look, there's, a, there's an entire monologue in the newest movie, F9, that Tyrese's character Roman gives, where he's involved in a, in a thing where he has a machine gun and 16 guys are shooting at him he blindly shoots around kills all 16 of them not one bullet even even affects him whatsoever he doesn't get shot a single time despite the fact that he was overwhelmingly outnumbered and surrounded didn't matter and he theorized that the characters in fast and the furious franchise the very meta conversation he had essentially have some sort of fate they have some sort of gift of luck, call it whatever you will, that they're able to put themselves in these diabolically dangerous situations and keep walking away with nary a scratch on them. And very soon after that fact, literally a, a tank-type vehicle falls on Tyrese and he just walks out from behind it saying, woof, that was close. These people don't live normal lives. These people have a Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes style about them, which allowed Dom Toretto in a car. And this is where he can outsmart Black Widow. Let's just get vehicles involved. He doesn't go anywhere without a muscle car. And if he gets into a car, this battle is flat out over because he's able to drive at a ridiculous level and he's able to run circles around Black Widow, whatever she's going to do. And he's going to use that car as a weapon. And that's something that she is not going to have any answers for when he's able to break the laws of physics. There was a rope bridge that got destroyed in F9 across an entirely gigantic canyon. And he, there was just only the one piece of rope stretched across left. What does he do? He drives the car at the rope, somehow gets the rope to, to tangle underneath the undercarriage of his car, flies off and slingshots himself to the other side of the ravine. This is the type of next level thinking that Dom is capable of because he doesn't consider the laws of physics in any move that he makes because he knows they do not apply to him. In fact, they even said in one of the movies, we're going to do what we do best improvise these characters are able to improvise their way out of any situations and black widow in the mcu really needs a plan she needs to know her enemy and know her opponents over and over again she needs to have that shield intel in order to go in and fight effectively dom just needs to show up and he'll figure it out as he goes along and he's done that against highly trained and decorated assassins and law enforcement over and over and over again 
Improvise. This is a who would win battle. No advanced knowledge. We just drop them in a situation and see what happens. Nobody's more ready for that than Dom Toretto. He'll find a way to do it. Heck, in Dubai, he jumped a car between not just two buildings flying through the air between them through a window to drive through, but a third building afterwards just to get away because he thinks, you talk about 4D chess, if you don't have to keep the laws of physics in mind, you're capable of doing so much more. In fact, in that battle that James mentioned earlier against Deckard Shaw, they're on the roof of a parking garage that Dominic Toretta was able to stomp once and collapse the entire structure underneath his feet. He gave one big stomp and all of the concrete and rubble fell. This is how he beat Deckard Shaw in this particular fight as they were going back and forth a whole heck of a lot. So at the end of the day, we have one more thing to mention, and that's the fact that one thing that Dom Toretto has over Black Widow is family. Family is wildly important with this character who can break the laws of physics because Dom always has something deep inside him that he's fighting for. If he's in a fight, it's because somebody in his family who he cares about and loves very much, their future is on the line. Their life might be on the line. Black Widow doesn't have any family at all and in fact left the country that she came from behind. So when it comes to the battle of wills between these two characters, you got one fighting for a reason and one that never will have one. And you got to see how Dom's need for family and to protect them is going to drive him through this battle to victory. And that's my point number three. You're saying the gift of luck and somehow a lack of logical physics is his key to victory here. Look, Domino has that same luck ability, and it survived her all the way through Deadpool 2 and many times in the comics as well. If you think having some sort of crazy, again, Looney Tunes-style luck around you, like the Roadrunner, I think at the end of the day, that will help you. You can't be beaten if you're the Roadrunner. Here's the thing, though, Ray. Let me push back on a few points. First of all, Black Widow has shown time and time again that she doesn't need intel. In fact, she's trained to be able to assess the situation very quickly and then figure out the right options. When she took on or was all of a sudden involved with the first Avengers movie and there's this alien invasion coming down, she wasn't ready for an alien invasion. No one was, by the way. But she had to step up and take on all comers. When she had to fight Thanos... They put her against the lowest level people in that invasion. Look, if Dominic Toretto was there in the streets, he'd be out there finding a way to take... Take down those giant flying things that the Hulk punched out of orbit. Yeah, I, I forgot. You know, she did some low-level stuff. Oh, that's right. She used Loki's staff to take out that interdimensional portal creation I'm device. Sorry. Does she have Loki's staff here today? No, it's not part of her common equipment. I know she acquired it because she's great at improvised weapons, and then kind of did what she did. Uh, let me push back on a few more things. You say that the stomp. I remember that scene where a helicopter, you know, shoots a missile at the at the rooftop that they're on of the parking structure, and Dominic uh, Toretto like stomps because it was already fractured. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't impressive. That's very strong to stomp and create more fractures. But then he went down with the building as well. And that's where they found him. They had to unbury him from rubble and everything, give him CPR, and he was kind of screwed up for a while. If you know you can't be hurt, if you know you can't be hurt, you can make moves like that. It wasn't that he didn't want to get hurt. It's that I think it was more, and this is actually a compliment, he was committed to trying to make sure uh, the character of Shaw didn't win. That's a a completely different thing. Because of family, family, right? family. Absolutely. Now, I wonder if Black Widow has anyone that she considers family that she would die for and do anything for. Let me see. Oh, that's right. She does. The entirety of the Avengers. uh, Hawkeye. What she did for, because she now likes Bruce Banner. uh, Every Captain America. She does stuff for all of her extended family, which, by the way, is what 
Dominic Toretta has extended family. By the way, she had to sacrifice herself for the chance of her extended family coming back and being saved from what Thanos did. That's yeah, how, that's what, how family derives her. James, you're, you're, there's a huge distinction between co-workers and real family. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's in the heart. You don't look I'm sorry, but real, real family? I think, aren't they just racing buddies? No, 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 no. It's his sister. It's his brother-in-law. It's his, it's his, it's his. Oh, we're starting to in-laws now? Yeah, brother. Right, we're going all I over mean, the place but, with the champion. Uh, Vin Diesel, I'll tell you right now, Dom Toretto will tell you that the family is in here. Yeah. And how can that not be true of, of, of Black Widow 2 then? Exactly. You know, you were talking. She like, doesn't feel it the same way. Fourth cousin <laughs> twice removed. It. You know, that's his family. You know, yeah. he's just, he's lonely. He, can't, he's he lonely. can't say five words in a row without saying the word family, and you're going to pretend like it's the same thing? I disagree. No, I'm going to shoot the writers for that one. That's but right. That's, uh... <laughs> oh, now the you know why? You know why? Because all the writers were, uh, <laughs> it's nepotism, the writers were family. Uh, exactly, that's what it is. I didn't that's want to say that. That might right. be. Okay, now, again, that, 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 uh, I think we'd all agree that was, a, uh, that was a point number three from you, Ray. Thank you for coming. Let me go to my point number three, and this is going to clear everything up. I'm going to further distance Black Widow from the awesomeness, mind you, of Dominic Toretta. So Dominic has faced some high stakes before. You know, you're talking about working with secret organizations. You know, it really comes down to that he's trying to protect his family from being threatened because he's got to save his family, uh, you know, and ensure his family's okay. Uh, and then there's another time where an, a member of his family threatened his family, so he had to go to his family to help him fight his family. It's a lot of families, what you're saying. So that all, as great as that is, pales in comparison to what Black Widow has had to do in her series of movies within the MCU. Okay, in the first Avengers film, she had to battle, again, an alien invasion to save New York City and possibly the whole world. Again, with no idea there was an alien invasion coming. In Avengers, Age of Ultron, I've already mentioned this, she had to help defeat an army of Ultrons who wanted to take over the world and possibly destroy humanity. In Infinity War, she had to face a galactic conqueror in the form of Thanos, and then in Endgame, she made the ultimate sacrifice in order to save herself from the universe. We've all seen this, we all know this. Pretty sure any one of those things slightly eclipse what Dom has had to accomplish or has had to do big way. And during all of that, Black Widow had to take on some super villains and super powerful beings, right? And this is, again, how do we further distance this? She's got wins over, again, Ant-Man, Clint Barker, who's Hawkeye. She's killed dozens of alien, these Chitauri, very large, huge, giant-like humanoids. She's killed lots of them. She defeated a lot of members of alien, that's alien horde. They're called the Outriders. They were like these weird, you know, almost like wolf-like alien beings who were tearing people apart. She had to escape from an enraged and mind-controlled Hulk that was chasing her in the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier in the first Avengers movie. Plus, she fought and beat this character Proxima. That's, again, that lieutenant or herald, if you will, from Thanos. And she had this big, huge energy staff that she was doing. She was, like, taking out the Vision, taking out Wanda Maximoff, two of the stronger characters. Wanda Maximoff, possibly the strongest character in the MCU. Well, guess what? Black Widow, you know, with Captain America and with Falcon, not the strongest characters, but really good fighters. She took on Proxima by herself for a while, took away her staff, and only took her out, but then stabbed uh, that character that was with her, a character called Corvus Glaive, who's another super-powered being, like very powerful, super probably could lift 50 tons or whatever. She stabbed him and made him retreat because of her expertise in the fight. So I'm pretty sure Dominic hasn't had to face anything quite like that. Let's see. In you know the strongest character I can think of from the Fast and Furious movie, and Ray, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, I believe it's a character that Idris Elba played, Brixton Lore. Would that be correct, Ray? 
I believe so, yes. Okay, and, and he was a very impressive, super-powered, kind of cybernetic enhanced being. It took uh, Hobbs and Shaw, combined forces, to take him out, and they took a lot of damage. Pretty sure Hobbs and Shaw combined would somehow overcome Dominic Toretta. No shame in that. Take Brixton Lore. I don't even know if he'd be like a high-level lieutenant within a supervillain's army within the MCU. So, you know, we're kind of comparing different levels of characters here. But here's the real fun one. This is what's really going to make the difference. So Black Widow, and this is where she may be superhuman, she has this ability to reverse interrogate people. And what that means is she's interrogating people who have no idea they're being interrogated. They're giving out information because they think they're getting something over her, but she's really luring them into this mind game. Ray, you mentioned the beginning of the first Avengers movie where she's tied up by those mobsters or whoever they are, and all of a sudden Agent Coulson calls her and she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm busy. I'm interrogating these people. And he's like, hey, leave. Get out of here now. She does. She escapes. She goes. But later in that movie, she's doing this reverse interrogation on Loki, you know, the god of mischief. The one who plays 4D chess with everybody, who's the main villain of that film. So all of a sudden, she's like, you know, playing with them. He's thinking she's getting her to be very emotional, sad, the whole thing. And then he reveals the end game is that for him, I'm trying to get a control of the Hulk. And she's like, oh, it's the Hulk. And he's like, wait, what just happened? She totally reversed, interrogated Loki. Why am I saying this? Dominic Toretto is very emotional, very volatile, and doesn't mind putting his body in line. He's got that one direction that, JB, you've already been talking about. In that fight with Shaw, right, it's Jason Statham's character, he's had that, they have that big car crash. They get out. Jason Statham's character grabs this pipe, two pipes, and says, okay, let's fight. And then what does Donald Trump He pulls out a shotgun and puts it on him and says, okay, let's go. And then he's like, you know what? You thought this was going to be like something else, but it's really a street fight. He throws down the shotgun. And picks up two pipes of his own, and they kind of go for a brawl. Why would you do that? You had the way to go for it. The reason why? He has his code. He's straight. He'd rather brawl and fight than be an efficient killer and take the person out. He won't take that chance. So here's how it's going to go. The two people are going to fight. They're going to go at it. Ray, you're right. They're going to be shooting each other. They're going to get in close. And all of a sudden, the mind games start. And that's when Black Widow is going to figure out what this person's all about. She's going to figure out his triggers. She's a master of that. She's going to get Dominic to commit in one way. She's going to play 4D chess. Maneuver him somehow, drop him in somewhere, hit him with the taste, whatever it is. But she's going to get that victory guaranteed. All that together is my point number three. You are stretching the boundaries of taste and limitation right now, James. You just pretended that Black Widow single-handedly defeated the alien invasion in the first Avengers movie. Oh, she she single-handedly took out the invasion. They in, in Age of Ultron, she was so much a non-factor, they had her collecting children to put on the barge because she had no place in that battle, James. Yes, every single one of these fights that she, you claim she won, with the exception of the Hawkeye mind control fight, and you yourself have said if someone's mind controlled, they're definitely less of a character as far as fights go than if they have their full uh, acclamation about them. But she beat Hawkeye by herself. Every single other one of those fights, she had either multiple people or an entire team fighting with her so she could win those fights. They had her on the street helping get bystanders out of the area during the invasion of New York. They had her getting children out at Ultron. I don't know where you're talking about that she somehow is the reason why it wasn't it was called the Avengers James, not Black Widow saves New York. You are just absolutely doing it dirty right now with some of the claims that you're making. Now I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, the Proxima fight. Oh, she beat Proxima Midnight. How? Well, she got beat up a bunch and then Scarlet Witch flung Proxima in the air to get murdered by a flying spaceship. James, that's outrageous some of the lies you're coming up with. Let me tell you. 
Black Widow is also not going to be able to play mind games 4D chess with Dom. Why? Dom, while he had a relationship with Deckard Shaw, which allowed him to be honorable in that moment, also beat a man to death with the wrench. So the honor thing kind of goes up and down based on his history with the character. He does not have history with Black Widow. Therefore, there is nothing to draw from. There's nothing there for her to use. And when he talks to her, it's only going to be like five words and four of them are going to be family. So I don't know what the heck you're talking about. She's going to learn through that. Nothing at all. How this fight's actually going to go is these two are going to draw weapons, shotgun from Dom, twin pistols from Black Widow, and they're going to fight. They're going to shoot back and forth until they both run out of bullets. Neither one's really going to get hit because that's just not how these fights go. They're going to come in with weapons secondly, okay? And she's going to come in with the shock sticks. He's going to come in with, I don't know, a, a giant wrench and some sort of weird technical thing he just found. You know, in the last movie, he was using gravitational pull magnets, giant superpowered electric magnets i don't know he has tech and gear as well and they're gonna fight with this and it's not really gonna go anywhere they're gonna take some shots dom's probably gonna take a few more but then they're eventually all these weapons are gonna go away because he can disarm people he does all that too they're finally gonna get into it with fisticuffs because that's where these fights always seem to go and she's gonna be jumping off of walls spinning flipping she's gonna try to put him in a flying head scissors and what she is gonna learn very very quickly is those moves do not work on dom toretto as soon as she goes for her classic she's done it 90 times in the movies the flying head scissors thing he is going to grab her just like he did to owen shaw and he's going to fling her 10 20 feet up in the air through something and going to knock her unconscious at the very least stagger her and come in if he could punch torment to death with one punch he can knock black widow unconscious because nothing she do can hurt him he's going to come at her and i know jb you say don't come but when you can defy the laws of physics you can do anything. He's playing 4D chess the entire time for real. That's all I have to say about that. This is, this is really interesting. The, you know, the last thing I'm going to leave everyone with is I kind of thought, okay, what would, what would happen if Black Widow was put into Dominic Toretta's place in all the movies? There'd be some different action, but I think she'd still prevail with the team, the really great team, by the way, that he has. No. What if they he put Dominic— what if a leader, not what a spy. If, what if you put Dominic Toretto into the Avengers movies? How would he, he do? Captain all, of sudden, all of a sudden, he the Hulk becomes Captain America. There's already a Captain America. The Hulk starts chasing Dominic Toretta around the sh- the helicarrier. Dominic's like, you know, family. Boom, bum, bum, bum. Puny car racer guy. Anyway, listen, JB Blanc, you've heard three points from me. You've heard many more points from Ray. It's time <laughs> for you to come up with a decision. Take us through your process. Tell a story, if you will, good sir. And and, and who wins this battle between I- Dominic Toretta and Black Widow? It's very difficult. You know, a lousy man once said, you, you don't get the army you want, you get the army you have. Uh, and, I, you know, I've got these two guys. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, there's a, you know, it, there's, so many, there's so many problems. And I've got to say, it, it, I, I am torn in twain right now. I, I'm really torn. It's, it's difficult. On the one hand, we've got, you know, very beautifully put arguments. We have, you know, Dom's initial opener of, uh, you know, uh, Ray's initial opener with Dom of, of this, this you know, fight style, brute strength, invincibility. It's all, it all very, you know, as I said earlier, I was all very stuck on a very one-dimensional plane. My natural instinct is towards the slightly more intellectual approach. Someone who is trained, is in, well-crafted in different skills and, uh, and different uh, fighting disciplines and all that kind of stuff. Both, I think, have uh, the ability to be cold killers, although there was a defense on uh, Ray's part of him not wanting to kill necessarily Mr. Dom. Uh, I, I, uh, 
the, the, the argument from, from, from Dom made me think that, well, are we talking performance-enhancing drugs? Because he hasn't really got a, a superpower per se, but I felt like Ray desperately wanted him to have a superpower, desperately wanted him. I don't see a superpower. I see defying the laws of physics. I see blunt force trauma. That's what I see. And I'm always slightly resistant towards that. The improvisational skills of both parties, both fascinating, can pick up and use turn weapons into other things. That's a very interesting uh, proposition. She is pretty stacked in the weapons uh, 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 count compared to compared to Dom. So that's, you know, that's an interesting thing. And, and, and you know, being very teched up, does she have an unfair advantage there? That's that's also interesting. Wristbands that cake out aliens. It was a, there was a lot of good points put across very, very well. I did feel that Ray was kind of high on the implausibility of it all. He seemed to be kind of high on the fact that it doesn't really make sense, that it it's an argument rooted in a lack of reality in a way. But then on paper, you have Black Widow who really does stack up pretty well with these, with the range of skills she has and the range of, of, of technology and weaponry she, she has uh, available to her. Yeah, the reverse inter- interrogation thing. I, I, I don't. I, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. I just couldn't buy it in the same way. And uh, but, but, but then equally, I, you know, the idea of of Dom Toretto playing 4D chess. I don't think. I, I don't think he's capable of 2D chess. Um, <laughs> I think I'm not sure he knows which way the pieces move. But that might just be my own personal intellectual slobbery, snobbery, and slobbery, to be honest. Uh, a bit of both. Towards uh, the the ever monosyllabic. But here's my problem. It's not who I would want to win the fight. And as Ray reminded me very firmly, who would win in a fight? Force on force. And for that reason, in a cunning twist, I declare that tonight's winner is Dom Toretti. Yes! I can't, right. I can't argue with it. What? That's right. What? I In what argue. world? Gracious. Good sir. In what oh world? Because, because what all world? he's got for him is br- blunt, Ooh. brute force, and I don't think she can match it. Yeah, interesting. Firearms, your experience with much more powerful characters overcoming them. I, I believe you've made what we call a massive mistake. But good he sir. cannot be hurt. He she can't can. be hurt, Jay. He cannot oh, be hurt. He's been now, slowed now, down so and many I will, times. And I will oh. qualify with this. This is not the result that I wanted. <laughs> but it's the result that had to make sense. Oh, and I do apologize for that. Unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. I do think Dom is actually smarter than you give him credit for. Um, I do think he's a great chess player. I really do think that. But with that being said... MCU versus, hey, I got to look out for my family because a family member is attacking my family, so let me save my family. That guy? Let's just rein it that in. That guy? One character in the MCU who has been largely uh, often used for things like crowd control. I, I don't know if you can. You can it's not the whole MCU versus Dom Toretti. It is just the one character. And I just think on that basis, basically just it's the way the character's designed. He, he literally cannot be hurt, and, and he will make a weapon out of a, a thumbtack. It, it does make him just more dangerous, unfortunately. And, it's, and as I was reminded, it's who wins in a fight. And in a fight, I think he cops it. I think wow. it does. Wow. He and I understand that I, I, I now played the worst Alfred ever on, on screen. No, I, no, I, no, I, no, no, no. It's still done. I, I can't take that. Is still the best Alfred I've ever seen on screen. Trust me. Best animated Alfred. I, I'm telling you, your interpretation of Alfred was phenomenal, dead on, fantastic. Bless your heart. Legendary. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure to be here. And uh, uh, I'm not quite sure what just happened, but it certainly did. I can confirm that. Something definitely happened. It definitely happened. It definitely happened. Race to Canis. I'm not happy, good sir. I mean, congratulations to you. Congratulations to you. 
This can you was, see him, uh, can you see the way they're swinging in the chair? I mean, it's re- it's all a bit. It's all. He just needs a white cat to be stroking. I'm putting there. someone. Like, I'm pulling a uh, Dominic Toretto. I'm putting some through a wall. Not gonna yeah. lie. I, I I can feel it. Not now, but... Yeah, it's gonna be it. Ray, <laughs> tell the fans what might as well. How do you feel right now? I don't know if I can Look, listen to this. What I have to say is, <laughs> I hired a marching band to play me off for my victory today, and they've been waiting off screen <laughs> for the last hour or so, but I sent them home after point number two and the turning point because I thought there was no way I was going to be able to pull this out, that JB just wasn't feeling what I was laying on the table, and it's, it's and I lost my deposit, and I they won't come back, and... <laughs> And there was a Gatorade shower that's just sitting over. I got to drink those Gatorade. That's a lot of Gatorade, lot of Gatorade things in one of those. Yeah, I'm going to have to finish that tonight. Hope you're a thirsty boy. Extremely uh, overheated studio in these lights. But the point I'm trying to make here is, JB, I said before you were bringing an era of intelligence, sophistication to this show. And I am glad that with my dumbness in Fast and Furious movies, that with my absolute lower bar with a character like Dominic Toretto, a great man, that you were able to be every ounce of the man I knew you were, and that you were able to see the right way this battle should go at the end. And I have no one to thank for this result more than myself, because I did a great job today, and I deserved every ounce of this victory, as did the Fast and Furious franchise. You can find me on Twitter, at Almighty Ray. Is there, a, is there an appeals procedure uh, at all? too late. JB, look, in all seriousness, you are a fantastic judge. You know, sometimes I don't agree with what the judge has to say. Sometimes I really don't agree with what the judge has to say. And then there's days like today where I don't know what the hell happened. But (laughs) you did it so well with such eloquence that that I can't do it. I can't do anything other than respect your decision for right now. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up and I'm smashing someone. But with that being said, there'll be darts in my eight by 10 tomorrow morning. (laughs) It's all good. Um, With that being said, tell everyone where they can find you and where they can enjoy everything that is JB Blanc. Well, uh, I am on the Twitter at the JB Blanc. Uh, I'm on the Instagram at the JB Blanc. I have a fan page on Facebook, JB Blanc's fan page. And I'm just around, kind of like a bad smell at a party. You're not quite sure where it's from. Uh, I, I turn up in unusual places. So expect me in unusual places, because I'll probably be there. Are you, like, all of a sudden going to appear, like, at Ray's house right now? Or or you have standards? He's not going to know. I'm, no, shh, don't tell him. Oh, okay, he's not going to know. All right, got it. No, don't tell him. Ray, you still there? What do you want, James? Oh, okay, gotcha. I, didn't know, I was like, he's still for- bathing in his glory. He's ba- I'm, sickening- <laughs> I'm in regrets. I've had a few. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, he's adjusting an invisible tie for God's sake. I Look know. At him. I know. He's it's pathetic. Crazy. You know. You know. You 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 got to feel for Ray. Let, let's let him have this. Yeah, yeah, I think we have, have to. He has, uh, what else has he got in life? Let's face it. Oh, Not man. much. You know, Not we, much. We, we should go offline with this conversation. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> all right. So, JB, fantastic. I want our fans to interact with you because you are absolutely phenomenal in everything you do. And I mean that sincerely. And, Ray, well done for today. Look, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by typing in at James Gabs. You remember to join the Hoodwin Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and be part of our growing community. You can also find us on Instagram at Hoodwin Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, and wherever else you go for your podcast. On behalf of myself, Ray Sicanis, and the rest of the amazing Who Would Win team, thank you once again for checking out another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time.
This episode of Who Would Win is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Look, we've all been there, and a good therapist, counselor, or psychiatrist can literally be life-changing, and it's never been easier to find one now with BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating with one in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally accessible in many areas, but the good news is that this service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room like you would with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com www that's better h-e-l-p and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional better help is offering who would win listeners and fans 10 percent off their first month by going to betterhelp.com slash www again that's 10 percent off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash www at parker our purpose is simple We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.